All right, welcome to the Fear of the Fincast. I'm Jacob Sundstrom, uh, co-managing editor of fearofthefin.com with Marcus P. White, fellow co-manager of fearofthefin.com. It's, uh, hey, what's, what day is it anyway? Is it April 3rd now? Yeah. Monday, April 3rd. Ah, okay. Two it's days also... after the Sharks visited a witch doctor in Vancouver. Uh, turned into a win, sort of. Uh, hey, what else did it turn into? Yeah, Marcus? but I, I don't think uh, Dr. Corsi Betterstats clearly did not get all of the witchcraft out of the... I feel like there was an exchange the here shark. because uh, if, in my experience, uh, mostly in movies, obviously, there's usually some kind of uh, trickery that goes on. And I think the deal was, oh, hey, the Sharks are going to win a game, but also you have to sacrifice Joe Thornton's kneecap. So that wasn't a great trick. Yeah. Whoever uh, designed yeah. that... Uh, hmm. But I think that was information that was probably withheld from them after they made whatever deal they made. It was like, a, oh, by the way, like Joe's kneecap. They're like, yeah, whatever, we're going to win. And they're like, wait, what? No, no, can we take this? They're like, all, all, all sales are final, sorry. Right, right, exactly. It was not a, first of all, not a great negotiated deal. And then obviously there was some kind of uh, a hand switching going on at the end. So uh, the good news is that the Sharks won a hockey game. Um, so they've won two of their last 10,000. The bad news is everything else. Yes. <laughs> so, woo. Yeah. Um, let's, start with the, let's start with the good. Let's, let's, let's make, you know, with uh-huh. a spoonful of sugar will make the medicine go down. Let's start with the good. Oh, thanks, Mary. Appreciate that. Um, Tomas Hurdle broke a pretty significant goal-scoring slump. Uh, and continues to look good with Yannick Hansen and Mikkel Bodker. As uh, the dearly departed, uh, the neutral tweeted, uh, form, artist formerly known as the neutral tweeted last night, Bodker's had a bad year, but has been on two of the Sharks' most productive lines this season. It's a weird uh, a weird thing to kind of reconcile with, both the good, the bad, and the ugly. And uh, uh, two Danes and a Czech uh, have been have been very successful. That's That, that, that line's look good. Um, they continue to look good. Um, Martin Jones, big bounce back game last night. Yes, it is Vancouver, but I mean, if he if he plays like that, you know, they're you know, granted they need some other things to go their way, but if he plays like that in the postseason, he, he pretty much has to play like that, and some things have to go their way. So and, that, yeah, yeah. maybe play a little more than yeah. just like that. Uh, twenty nine out of thirty saves. So right. That that's gonna that basically Martin Jones is gonna have to get back into that kind of postseasony groove. Uh, that yes. he found last year. So that's yeah. step one because uh, he, you know, the both between him and Dell, we were talking about uh, a save percentage hovering in the eights coming yes. into this game in the last five. That was not going to get the job done yeah, no matter I how. Believe, the I was with an eight forty-two going into in his last five games going into last night. He'd allowed three or more goals in all of those games. A lot of that definitely due to defensive issues, but you know, it's it all plays a role here. Um, you're all in this together. We all pull think, on the same row. You know, the Sharks did trail in possession, but I think definitely some score effects coming. Yeah, into play. they they led two nothing for almost the entirety of the game. So and as well the you know the elephant in the room, or sh- I should say the woolly mammoth in the room, the well, loss, right. the loss of Joe Thornton to injury, um, which we will get to. Don't worry. I thought Ward and Donskoy looked looked good in their return. Uh, and, you know, that was a lineup where had the Sharks been fully healthy, you're like, okay, maybe this can help. They can – you'd still probably like to see Meyer in there over Sorensen, but, you know, a Tierney, uh, Tierney Sorensen, I believe Donskoy started out on the fourth last night, right? Or was Donskoy with Marlowe? Uh, I believe that he started on the fourth line. 
Okay, so you know, a tyranny Sorensen Donskoy line, you like the makeup of that as a fourth line. That'll get the job done. But now, of course, again, the woolly mammoth in the room. All those plans are thrown out the window uh, as Joe Thornton um, left the game last night. Did not return, according to Curtis Pashelka. He did limp under his own power out of the arena. I'm hesitant to take any positives out of that because I know of a lot of guys who have suffered knee and leg injuries that have been able to walk under their own power um, and still had significant injuries. So I I don't think there's any positive to take from that uh, so far. And I I wrote about this morning um, and, you know, this is kind of, this is a a very tepid take and an obvious one to make, but, you know, the Thor with Thornton injured uh, at the same time, potentially as Logan Couture, um, there are really no positives to take from the situation for the Sharks. not only is it going to hurt their ability to win this year and potentially next year as well, if they decide to re-sign Thor, like there's a lot of, there's a can of worms here that can be opened. Um, but in the meantime, with both of them out, I really don't think any value, any insight you're going to gain from evaluating the players in their absence is pretty useless because, you know, you're assuming, and maybe this isn't a wise assumption because he has missed time with injury the last few years, but you're assuming that a future without Joe Thornton involves Logan Couture and to evaluate, you know, a 21 year old Danny O'Regan filling in or like Ryan Carpenter getting more ice time without Couture in that lineup. I don't think is very instructive. Uh, You know, I think the only, the only player who I'd argue is probably going to be at a similar spot just because of where his age profile is by the time Couture's contract runs out with the Sharks is hurdle. And, you know, but even then I think the Sharks are still banking on him to take a step forward. So, you know, I, I really don't think there are any positives to this. You know, hey, maybe seeing Tomas Hurdle as a top-line center, you can get a sense of what he'd be like there. But at the same time, he's not going to be a top-line center as a 25-year-old when he's called upon to be the top-line center for the Sharks, if he is ever called upon. I just – I don't think it's going to be very instructive in evaluating or getting a sense of where they're – Maybe you get a sense of where everybody stands, but I think, you know, this many games into a season, you know where all your prospects stand. You know where all the players in your system stand. Nothing you're going to see over the last three games, plus up to seven in a first-round series, um, I think is going to be very instructive. So I think it's just a, you know, it was already starting to, you know, without Couture and with Vlasic struggling, it felt like it was going towards a lost season. But now, I mean, if Thornton misses the rest of the year. And again, we, everything I'm saying could be rendered moot if he's able to come back, you know, scot free. But I, you know, I just, I think it's already starting to feel like it already has started to feel like a lost season, but if he's also out, then I, there's really like, there are no positives to the situation. There's nothing they can gain either from insight or experience or even let alone having a chance at the Stanley cup. Uh, you know, I guess the only thing I disagree with is I think that there is there is something to be said for guys like Danny O'Regan uh, and, you know, maybe, well, maybe not Timo Meyer since he just got sent down, which we're going to talk about. Um, God, you know, it, it's going to help. Uh, playing in the NHL makes you makes you a better player. I think it just does. And I, I think that's I think that's fair. Definitely. It's going to the, the experience is going to help Danny O'Regan. But I'm saying for the Sharks, for their ability to evaluate where O'Regan stands as a prospect, like I don't. 
I yeah. don't think this, these, this stretch of games is not going to be like, oh, wow, we really saw something from him in those 10 but games. In, in fairness, I don't think that if he played three games, if he was called up right now, regardless, you know, if they, yeah, they can't, I know we talked about this before the show, if they, you know, uh, if they had called up O'Regan and benched Haley or benched Tierney, whatever, who, whoever it was, and played O'Regan for three games and Thornton's in the lineup, Couture's in the lineup, I wouldn't say those games would be all that instructive anyway. Agreed. It's a too small sample size. So yeah. I, I think that the Sharks, uh, you know, even if we disagree with the way they evaluate talent in, in certain instances, they're not, they're not going to call up a guy like Danny O'Regan and say, okay, well, go show us who you are, and now we're penciling you in or you know, erasing you from the starting lineup next year. Danny O'Regan has played very, very well in the AHL this year. He's, you know, if you look at guys who have played at least, I think, like, you know, 35, 40 games the AHL, he's in the top 10 in primary points per game. That's very, very good. He's a guy that we, and we've talked about this all year, he's a guy that is penciled in, that has a, an opportunity to, to win a starting job with the Sharks entering training camp next year. That's Whether or not he gets yeah. it, I don't know, but it's the kind of guy that, should make somebody like, you know, Chris Tierney, obviously very nervous. And I, if there is a positive, it's that Daniel Regan's going to get some games here and he should get, and really, and the reality is if Katurin and Thornton remain out, um, like the Thornton to me seems like he is done. Um, that That's my gut. And I'm just speculating, obviously. Kachur, I also feel like he's, he should be done, but maybe he'll come back for the playoffs. Um, and I say should, because I feel like, the Sharks have very little to gain here. Uh, yeah. And I don't really see any reason to rush him back. That being said, you know, it's the NHL, it's the playoffs. Couture wants to come back. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him back for game one of the playoffs. Um, so my point being that, you know, O'Regan should get playoff experience. I would like to see Meyer up. I'd like to see LeBanc play. I'd like to see all of those guys play. Because quite frankly, if this Thornton inju- uh, injury is even remotely serious, I see no reason to bring him back um, at all. I just I just don't see any reason to do it. I feel like there's there's no no reason in the world to right. bank on a rebound year to a guy who's 38 yeah. years old with now with a serious injury, and that would be the worst thing in the world for the last time to see Joe Thornton play as a shark to see him limping off the ice in Vancouver. But I feel like that's that might be the situation that they're facing right now. And that's and that's and I mean you know I I you know you feel it's just so such a shitty situation you feel for everybody involved i mean like you said if that's the last time we see joe thornton and teal before he gets his jersey retired the same night i'm gonna feel shitty about that forever that's gonna be one of the worst like one of the saddest most tragic endings i think to a a a tenure of a player i've watched on one of my favorite teams i can't think of anything that rivals it no that Um, that would be the worst for me yeah, and, you know, I, I wonder, and this is so far down the line, and it depends on how, if it is very serious, I wonder if it's almost like a, you know, if they take like the, like an approach the Ducks did after the year after they won the cup, when Tamu Solani and Scott Niedermeyer basically like took the first 50 games off and then they re-signed him for the stretch run. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah, maybe that's something. I, I, think a team, I think a team, even if he's injured, a team's going to give him the money right then and there and in free agency in July not as much as he would have gotten, but I think some team will take the chance and say, okay, we'll put Joe Thornton on long-term injured reserve and you, and keep him there until he's ready to come back and sign him to a one-year deal at least with a lot of bonuses. Right. And frankly, if, if teams are willing to do that, the Sharks will probably do it. I mean, I wouldn't do it, but I think, I think the Sharks will do it. Right. Um, 
So, I mean, I just think, uh, I, yeah, I, I don't think the Sharks can avoid that kind of another kind of PR dumpster fire like that. I think they're still no. too afraid to do it. Uh, and, I, and I think a, a, a one-year deal in this situation would make would make some sense for both parties. Of course, it makes more sense for Thornton, obviously, in that situation. But that's that's putting the, the not just the cart before the horse. That's putting the automobile before the horse. Like that's like that's we're talking develop development cycles ahead of the horse and buggy here um, by saying that. And the Couture one's interesting too. And again, not every player is the same. Not every injury is the same. But we've talked about it. We've you've written about it. Vlasic's decline this year coincides his, with his return from a very similar injury to what Couture just experienced. Yep. Other players are going to experience that differently, of course. But I, seeing what they've seen from Vlasic, I'd be very worried about rushing Couture back, especially like you said, they don't have that much to gain. Um, I think at the very least, he should not play the remaining three games of the season. And if, if I had to guess, I would say that he won't based on how the Sharks handled the injuries down the stretch last year. Vlasic yeah. was hurt. A bunch of guys were hurt. DeBoer was like, all right, just get healthy. We'll see you. Like, get healthy when the play – be healthy when the playoffs start. Work towards that. Don't work towards coming back for a late-season doubleheader against Phoenix and Winnipeg. Um, and don't – and, you know, even though these divisional games are crucial, uh, especially the, the Calgary game most because the Sharks could drop to – uh, could drop to a wild card. I'd rather have, I'd rather have Logan Couture uh, not rushed back. If the shark, like let's say the Sharks drop to the lowest wild card, which is a possibility where they stand in the postseason, not a strong one, but they drop two of their last three or more, it could happen. Um, I would rather have Logan Couture come back full strength for that when they when they do play Chicago, than I would rather see Logan Couture play in the last three games for the Sharks in an effort to avoid Chicago. Because, look, without Joe Thornton, you're probably not going far, very far this year. And if you are, even if you have any aspirations of going very far, you're going to have to place Chicago at some point. Might as well get it out of the way. Yeah, yeah. To me, uh, the Sharks aren't are very unlikely to get out of the first round the yeah. way that they were playing even before a lot of these injuries Agreed. happened. Agreed. They, were, they weren't playing very well, obviously. Worse than that, they were playing. They were playing very poorly. Agreed. Um, you know that's, and then the injuries just compound upon that. Um, you know, so I, I think that uh, in a lot of ways, you know, I think that that these injuries are are going to offer a lot of excuses for 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 this team because I think that this is a team that was not going anywhere anyway, which is very disappointing based on the way that they were playing at the beginning of the year, based on the way that they played last year, based on the roster that they had. Um, and, and so now I think that, I don't know how much it changes the way that, you know, you look at the team and how you want the team constructed for next year, because there are a lot of, there, there, while there are a lot of signed pieces, obviously there is still a lot of flexibility available. I mean, you know, but, Thornton and Marlowe's contracts are coming off the book. And while I do believe that both of them will probably come back in some form, you know, there will be a salary reduction there. I cannot possibly imagine that they're coming back at a $12 million combined cap hit. Yeah. You know, but I just don't really know what the Sharks are going to, what, what the plan is, what, what they're going to do. I mean, you know, there's not really a big sexy free agency splash to be made. They're going to have to give, you know, some guys, some, some RFA raises obviously too. 
Um, it's it's a weird situation. It's you know, but it's also not a particularly optimistic one given the way that the this end of the season has gone. Um, also, we're just getting word that the NHL is officially not participating in the Olympics. Yes, I was is, about um, to. I was about to say, um, which is great news. No, no, no more sharks no, playing in yeah, international no, no shortened season. Uh, I'm no done with this shit. Playing internationally next year, unless some some guys need to to go. Um, we don't have any Russians anymore, so we're good. <laughs> Whew. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think, uh, yeah, I think it's, yeah, I, not, not, not a, uh, in my opinion, not a great, uh, decision from the NHL. I also, this is spec putting on the speculation hat firmly. I know they want to grow the game in China. They want to go in 2022, but there's no way the IOC says, oh, you didn't no come way. to South Korea, so you can come to China. Uh, I think this puts Olympic participation on hold, uh, almost, you know, without question. Definitely. Yeah. I wouldn't have a problem with the Olympics becoming a world junior type competition though. That would, to me, is preferable. And that's the, and that's the question for the IIHF is how can they make those tournaments coexist and still have it be compelling? Uh, it sounds like in 2018 that pretty much every other pro league in the world is going to be able to send players to the NHL. So there'll be some Americans and Canadians and, you know, Swedes, Russians, et cetera, playing abroad. Uh, as well as some NHL defectors, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that how that breaks down. Maybe maybe that maybe next year Timo Meyer will leave the team midseason to play for Switzerland uh, in the Olympics, uh, but we'll have to wait and see. Speaking of Timo Meyer, you did mention it; he was just reassigned to the San Jose Barracuda. I am admittedly not very fresh or very familiar with how recalls work and how uh, AHL transactions work after the trade deadline. Uh, I would guess that. They ha- they're, they're, they're handicapped in some way where they can't have uh, as many wingers up. Um, but I would also guess that as it stands in the coaching staff's eyes right now, uh, Timo Meyer stands below Kevin LeBanc and also below Marcus Sorensen and Michael Haley, which makes me want to die inside. Not a, not a very wise decision in my opinion. Because, look, you're going to – I'll buy, I'll buy Kevin LeBanc. Like Kevin LeBanc is fine. That's like I'll, I'll take that. That's yeah. no big deal. Kevin LeBanc is has proven he belongs. Marcus Sorensen is a joke. That's crazy. He's not that good. You're gonna look. You're gonna need to. You're, without those top two guys, you're gonna need to score a lot of goals. I know Meyer uh, has not scored a lot since he's been up here, but he's possessed the puck and has generated chances and generated shots in a way what? that. He's offensive game. Like, why is this team trying to win hockey games still? Stop trying to dress a lineup with the intent of winning hockey but this, games. But that's my argument. That's my if argument. you are trying to – like, he should be in the lineup either way. If you want to give the young guys yeah. experience, he's there. If you want to win hockey games without Joe Thornton and without Logan right. Couture, you can't play Michael Haley and Marcus Sorensen over him. Like, you just can't. Like, you can't. Oh, Pete DeBoer says, hold my beer. Hold my beer, yeah. (laughs) And then this this very well also could be a paper move. The Barracuda don't play today. The Sharks play tomorrow. Could be a paper move. I'm going to do some quick research on how AHL transactions work after the trade deadline. (sighs) Yeah. So, I don't know. (laughs) Right. Uh, You know, 
I, uh, it, uh, let's see, San Jose Barracuda expert Ian Reed says, you can call up four players, but those four players can go up and down as many times as needed. Okay. okay. So then they're fine because they've already called up all the four, basically, right? LeBanc? Well, but is it a thing where they uh, don't – they would have too many guys on the roster, though? That's probably the yeah. center. I think that's I think what because, it is. I think because I don't think – I don't know if Sorensen was sent down right before the trade deadline. I honestly can't remember. Yeah, currently they have 23 guys on the roster, so there you go. Yeah, so they have too many. Yeah. So, so sending the sending down, down. right? Yeah, yeah, and then calling up O'Regan brings them back to 23. Oh, but that, so you they think have it's O'Regan? Oh, well, I mean, I have no idea. You're right. I have no idea. Uh, I but we should talk about that. Who do you think they should call up, O'Regan or Carpenter? O'Regan. Yeah. What? Who the, who the hell is Ryan Carpenter? He's a nobody. He's a, I mean, listen, I think, like, get, got, like early in the season, I didn't have a problem with it because O'Regan was like, you know, developing in the AHL, totally cool. Right. Carpenter deserved his shot. Nah, we're done. I would, I would Carpenter. say the argument for him, and this is an argument that I don't personally buy into, but is an argument that I can see the coaching staff buying into. I think the argument for him is that they'd rather have him play the quote-unquote fourth-line center role while they bump Tierney up to the third-line center and they bump Hurdle up to the second-line center. I, personally, you're going to have to probably bump Hurdle up because I can't see them really moving Pavelski off. I think now is the time to give O'Regan a chance in the top six, potentially. Um, Carpenter doesn't have that same potential. Uh, they've tried O'Regan as a third-line center and as a fourth-line center. He wasn't amazing in either game, but he wasn't playing with the best line mates either. He's been a very skilled player in the A in the AHL. I'm not saying he's going to replace Joe Thornton or Logan Couture, but it might be worth trying him with some talented line mates and seeing what you get going. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe playing with Patrick Marlowe or something and see what like Marlowe and LeBanc, maybe, yeah. you know, something along those lines. And then you can have hurdle center Pavelski and Carlson. Wow. God. Do you think Pavelski moves to center? He played a little bit of it on, on Sunday night. I think he probably should. Right. I mean, they're they I'd have no, him there than Marlo at this Marlo, point. Marlo can't play center anymore. He cannot. Marlo's a winner. Marlo, Marlo, Marlo never played center. Like I know it's li he's listed as a center somewhere, and maybe he played Way center. Back, the last time I think he regularly played center was probably oh eight oh nine. I was gonna say I, I I was just going to say the last time he played center, you and I were literally in high school. So yeah. no, he can't play center anymore. Yeah, certainly not at this age. He can't. Uh, Pavelski can do it. Like, why are we acting like he played it with Team USA? Yeah, right? he wasn't. I mean, granted, he was playing with very good live mates, but he's, yeah, he's, I think but he was playing against the team. USA's lack of center depth in general. But there's a reason at the Olympics in 2014, after he'd moved to winger and at the World Cup this year, that Joe Pavelski played center. Like, he can handle it. But, but, yeah, and I think at this point, the San Jose Sharks center depth is starting to look a whole lot like Team USA's at the rate the centers are dying. Right. Okay. Right, the centers. It's uh, it's not good. So yeah, I mean, I, I would have uh, Pavelski play center. I'd have uh, you know, yeah. I mean, I would have. I guess just oh, God. There are no good options here anymore. But yeah, if you had Pavelski, uh, Pavelski, Hurdle, Tierney, uh, O'Regan, and maybe have O'Regan play third line center, or maybe second line center. Maybe do Pavelski and then try O'Regan as the second line center, like you said with Marlowe and LeBanc and. Pray you're that it goes. Up, okay. You're not breaking up Hurdle, Bodker, and Hanson. No, the the problem is is that is that 
Marlowe has been a terrible possession player because he isn't a good possession player anymore. Um, LeBanc right. is an okay possession player, and maybe O'Regan can be one with if he plays with decent, better right. line mates. I don't know. So maybe not with Marlowe, but I'm just saying with, you know, maybe maybe Don Scoy and LeBanc. Maybe uh... – Yeah. So do you make so then how do you how do you break the lines down then? Let's say Joe Pavelski centering your top line and Hurdle centers your second line. Tierney and O'Regan are in your bottom six. How do the wingers break down around them? Do you break up Hansen, Bodker, and Hurdle? No, that's the only line that's working right now. So no, right. I don't break that up. And so you keep them as in the same in the same usage though as a third them, line. Well, I, uh, no, you. Uh, no, I'm fine putting them as the. Yeah, I, I'd be okay putting them as the third line if you put. If you put, if you then do by pairings, right? If you then do O'Regan and Marlowe together, and then I think I'm fine having LeBanc with them. And then if you have Carlson on the top line with Pavelski, and then I, I don't know who else you, who else you put on that top line though. I guess that's the other maybe question. Ward, maybe Donskoy. I mean, oh my God. But you really yeah. not, you don't have a lot of wingers left now. That's the thing. You have like, there's, especially with, with Meyer going down, you don't really have a lot of wingers. Uh, I'd say probably Tierney and Haley are a lock to play together. Uh, Tierney yeah, and Haley, put, I think, continues. Um, yeah, that's what I would do. Maybe maybe you put LeBanc on that top line instead, and you put Ward with uh, Marlowe and O'Regan, because Ward's a good possession player. Okay. Ward's a better okay. possession player than Marlowe is. So you put – so you Way go – So you go LeBanc. That's got to be the third line if that happens. Pavelski, Carlson, LeBanc. Yeah. Hurdle, Hanson, Bodker. Right. O'Regan, Marlowe, Ward, Tierney, Haley, Sorensen. And then you lose a whole lot of hockey games. Maybe. Yeah. You are. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you do. You lose. Yeah. Hey, listen, Joe, Joe Ward's a good possession player on that third line. They'd have some all right matchups. And I think that O'Regan would then get to play with two actual hockey players for once. Yeah. That would be nice for him. Yeah, and it'd be certainly surround him with some veteran experience as well. Um, yeah, the, media, uh, the uh, mean age on that line would actually be like normal. Yeah. I think when the Sharks make the playoffs, I don't think they have roster size limits. So I think you'll probably true. see you'll see Meyer back up then, and he'll almost certainly be playing. I would uh, think so. There's no reason not to at that point. I mean, you just got to – I think at that point you just play the – not only is playing the young guys your best step for their own development, but it's the best step if you want to – give your team a semblance of a chance. Look, there's no, they have, they do not have a great chance. I'm not saying that they do. I'm saying this gives them, this is the making the best of a bad situation on both fronts is by playing the young guys. Yep. Yeah. I mean, at that point, and, and, and to me, <laughs> I don't really feel all that confident that, uh, that, that could sure will be back. I say it's probably maybe even just like a, a 50, 50 type situation, but uh, if, yeah. if Couture is back, then you know, they've got a, a, a better shot. Um, right now, the Sharks have a 60% chance to play Edmonton, according to HockeyViz.com. 34% chance to play Anaheim and chump change for everybody else. 60% uh, for Edmonton? Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's still the, tough. That's still the best possible matchup, I think, of the – I would agree. I think – Floating around. It's still not good. Well, we uh, can but, talk about – I mean, we can talk about the game they played against Edmonton a little bit. That was, you know – what I expect from an Edmonton-San Jose series. I mean, granted, the Sharks were healthier then. The Sharks have depth that can outperform Edmonton's, but they don't have anyone that can match up with Connor McDavid. They don't. And hey, he, you know, you know who does? Season, he's Nobody. Good enough. 
Yeah. Nobody in the regular season, David. In the regular season, he's been good enough where that's been enough. Um, well, the thing is, is that in the past, it's going to be enough for them though in a postseason when the Sharks were healthier. Now that they're not, though, I, I, I that series is, is Edmonton. Well, before at the beginning of the season, we were talking about this. Even you know, twenty games in, we said, "Well, hey, no big deal." In the playoffs, we put Vlasic and Braun on that line, and we're good to go. Well, it turns out Vlasic and Braun are terrible now. So, right. Uh, that doesn't work anymore. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, get used to that, kids, because that Connor McDavid guy is going to be around for another fifteen years. So yeah, it's not going to get any easier. And Edmonton will get deeper when team when free agents are like, "Oh, I'd like to play with Connor McDavid." The good news is is that Edmonton is still run by a bunch of idiots. So right, so they hope. maybe won't surround it with depth, and 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 McDavid will walk as a free agent. <laughs> One of those things. One of those things. Uh, yeah. So, it's not great. I don't like the Sharks' chances. Not a great time. Right no. No, it's not. Well, hey, at least the Sharks didn't trade away all of their draft picks. Oh, shit. That's right. They did that. Yeah, that was pretty stupid. In a year that they had some draft picks, they decided to get rid of them for no reason. Because that's what Doug Wilson always does. Well, and... and they, Which is what we talked about. up like this. He's given up the picks before, but it hasn't. They haven't blown up. The injuries have not blown up like this in the season. Uh, in the postseason, the injuries have happened, but before we even get there. Uh, well, to me, it's a. It was a bad. It was bad before the injury. So, I mean, I to me, it's not like a hindsight twenty twenty. It's just a yeah. No, I agree. No, still, I agree for sure. But we're coasting no, on the dumb train, and hey, look, wow, it feels even dumber now, huh? Wow, interesting. Here we are. Yeah, not not ideal. Hey, at least we'll have a first round draft pick, though. Probably. Oh man, it's, you know, God, just but watch they'll just you know because just to prove that we know nothing once and for all they'll make a miraculous run with the guys they do have. They'll be the scrappy like deep underdog and it'll just and then Thornton will come back, Control will come back again just to prove that we know nothing. Well, hey, I'm not a doctor. I just play one on this podcast. Yes, I'd love to be wrong. Do we That'd have questions good. in the chat? Uh, let's see. Great question. Uh, or on Twitter. I don't know. You can look through the Twitter mentions. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I've uh, delegated that to you as co-managing editor. All right, let's do this. I got to log into the Twitter first. Well, how are you not already logged in? Uh, let's see, a lot of state... I logged into my own personal account. Uh, all about my, my brand. You can have the Twitter accounts at once. Are you using web Twitter? I mean, I am right now on my laptop, yeah. Wow. Um... No, there are no questions. Just a lot of statements. I appreciate all of your statements, though, everybody. Thank you. Yeah, and if you, but it. if you have questions, tweet them, Facebook them, ask us. Because Don't Facebook uh, them. I'm not on Facebook right now, and I'm not logging on there to check. You can tweet them, or you can, uh, you can put them in the chat while we uh, ramble aimlessly. Man, I, uh, are you looking forward to this, uh, to this, uh, to this last homestand? I know I am. And one more game against Vancouver. Wow. Yeah, the the uh, Nikolai Gold, the return of Nikolai Goldobin tomorrow to San Jose. Uh, I hope that. I hope he's reunited with his car. Um, well, you don't think he brought it with him? That's the only thing he brought. Yeah, he's just living out of it, maybe. <laughs> he drove yeah, 150 I mean, miles an hour fun. up the coast. It's gonna be fun. Um, I thought you were going to say reunited with his best friend, friend of the blog, Kevin Kurz. They're going to get dinner oh. tomorrow night. 
at they Santana may. Row. Um, I was going to say it'll be it'll be. I mean, it's it's going to be it's going to be instructive. It's going to give us a sense of how just how well and truly effed they are. <laughs> Uh, that's gonna be the name of my auto my biography. How well and truly effed we are by Jacob Sundstrom. Yeah, yeah, it's not ideal. Um, but we'll, it we'll get a sense. We'll have a better sense after this homestand of how they can, what the what the playbook is, what they're gonna do without both of them. I mean, if both of them don't play, do you think Pete DeBoer uh, like you know? Because I assume he has like kind of like a whiteboard where he puts his lines. Do you think he like just like got out the whiteboard and was like? It's a dartboard today, I would say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he put he put the whiteboard up on the. And he's office. like, all right, let's just what's what's sticking to the wall today. Uh, and he was like, you know what, these darts aren't doing it. Uh, Brent Burns has lots of guns, right? All right, here we go. Oh, he he mentioned he mentioned a training camp that over the summer he he wrote some of the lines on like a on a napkin. Uh, once they made the signings, he's like, "Oh, some of this could work." I'd imagine there's been a lot of napkin scrawling uh, over the last couple of days. Yeah, um, an air shark on the way home. Yeah, exactly. So that it's gonna be. He's, yeah, they've got it. They've got a task ahead of them, certainly. Um, but I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm morbidly fascinated to see how it all, how it all. Oh, how I'm, it all I'm firmly detached. I mean, there's no like emotional investment here. I mean, it's 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 I just wanna, funny I'm now. See, I'm honestly a little excited to see O'Regan get a, a bit more. If it is O'Regan or if it is Carpenter, see them get a bit more of a shot. Shot. Yeah, I'm more excited to see O'Regan than I would be Carpenter, but I'd still be excited to see uh, Ryan Carpenter play a little more because we talked about he's been very good in limited minutes in the role they've asked him to play, and he's getting at an age where. He probably should not – if he's going to keep playing in the AHL, he's probably a career AHLer, and I'm sure he's going to view this as an opportunity with an entirely new NHL team starting up um, next season as a, as a chance to play for a job. So uh, I'm, I'm excited to see some of those guys. I think uh, – I don't think we see Aaron Dell the rest of the way. I think he's made his last appearance this season, and that was in Calgary. Uh, he should have – I think he should have played one of those nights uh, on the back-to-back. Oh yeah, that was a total joke. Even how poorly Martin Jones has played, the, the idea that like, oh, got to lead on our starter here. It's like, right, okay, very yeah. easy to say that. Uh, certainly, very easy to say that in hindsight. And you know, Jones' numbers on back to backs were admittedly very good, but that's kind of unsustainable at some point. Um, and Dell has been good enough all year where you could have just said, all right, let's give him the start. This isn't a, a la- vote of a lack of confidence in Jones, but uh, you know, we there was a vote of confidence in Dell. Yeah, love love me so, some down. Um, yeah, that's that seemed like a missed opportunity there. Although they played so poorly in that game, I'm not as sure. if it mattered anyway. Whatever. The goal we wouldn't have. The they were so effed. So effed. All right, want me to hit you with these questions? Let's do it. Um, okay, Matthew asks, "Why are we still hanging on to Ward?" Let me take this. Uh, hold my beer, because Joel Ward is a good hockey player who has played well this year. So get off his freaking back, you animals. What is wrong with you people? Like he's well, he, look, he hasn't he hasn't scored. The whole team hasn't scored. Uh, he, that's because okay. So all right, yeah, and and because I all right. So his shooting team, perc- like, his shooting percentage is half of what it was last year. Right. His, his assists per game are at the exact same level as they were last year. Yeah. There you go. And what are his possession numbers compared to last year? Uh, they're pretty much the same. 
yeah, I, I, I this this seems like a luck driven, a, a a bit of a regression from Joel Ward. Uh, he's definitely getting older. I don't know. I personally he's haven't seen him a thousand off. years old, so I don't know. Right. Yeah, he probably won't score as much as he did last year. And but next, he's, and but that's he's what's going to happen. He's still a guy you want to like. My question about like why are we still hanging on to Ward is, who do the Sharks have that's a better option than him currently? He's also in played fine at a at a third line role. He's getting paid as a third liner. Who who do they have that can play better in a third a, a third line or a top nine tweener role? Who do they have that can play that better than him? Is it Mikel Bodker hasn't done it better than him? Who in the system can do it better than him? They don't have the trust. They don't trust team. Haven't trusted Timo Meyer to do it as much. They Kevin LeBanc hasn't scored in twenty eight games. Like you know, it's it's a litany of options. I just. I don't think he's been the problem. I think depth scoring as a whole has been a, a problem. To, to classify him as the problem with their depth scoring, I think, is is a mistake. Yeah, I also think – What are his shot rates, his individual shot rates? Are those the same? Uh, lower, 1.36 per game was 1.75 per game last year. So okay. uh, – I think that you can probably – these are just from hockey reference. I would be curious to see what they look like at a uh, five-on-five because uh, the power play has sucked so bad this year. So that's probably something worth right. thinking about. So, yeah. It could be a potential piece on Fair Defenders. Uh, don't make me work. Uh, I didn't say it. Didn't say it. <laughs> I know. Uh, let's see. Will the Sharks try to move anyone before or during the 2017 draft? What do you think about that? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think it depends on who Vegas says they're going to take, right? I think they're if if, yeah. if they get assurances that one of these contracts that aren't as good is that is one that Vegas is going to take. Uh, you know, Mikel Bodker, or uh, I don't know. It depends. I think they take Paul Martin. Do it. Uh, you need him. Yeah, I, I don't know. I really am not sure who – I don't know who would be a, a, a – again, it's it's one of the, it's like similar to the Ward playing thing. It's like, okay, there are some candidates where you're like, yeah, I could see them moving him, but it's like, do they really want to move? Like, it's – what they do at the trade to, at the draft is entirely going to depend on how they approach free agency and how they approach their roster next season. If they're still attempting to contend, uh, maybe they try flipping one of those guys for a piece that will better fit the team um maybe they i doubt they try and trade for john Tavares. uh even if he gets traded at the deadline i think they'll just wait until free agency doug wilson is usually pretty good about not giving up assets for a guy they want that's about to be a free you know about to be a free agent uh you know the last time i think they i mean yes they did trade for burns but burns was an rfa was going to be an rfa when they traded for him not a ufa so you know, so we'll see. I, I, the answer, of course, as always, and this is a bad answer, is it depends. If I had to say one player they look to move at the draft, I'd say it's probably one of their older guys, probably Martin or Ward. That'd be my guess. Uh, I think the other thing is that, uh, it, yeah, I would guess a defender, maybe because uh, depending on who Vegas takes, um, the Sharks just don't have that many replacements available, and free agency is garbage right now so if they're not going to try to contend next year you know if they're going to do and and you and i have talked about this the nebulous 2014-15 step back right right see the problem is is that 
this is a great year to do that step back. Next year would be a great year to do that. Um, but because they did it unnecessarily in 2014-15, they're probably... There's not going to be patience for it, yeah. Right, they're too scared to do it now because uh, fans fans still won't go to their stupid hockey games because right. they're pissed off about it, even after a Stanley Cup run, which I don't have a problem with. People spend their money however they want. Um, right. So... I mean, I think that if they could unload some contracts, contracts that'd be fine. Um, you know, if they not unload contracts, because who cares? They're expiring next year. If they could pick up, get some picks, that would be great. Especially since it, Doug Wilson just went and unloaded they've everything. They still got flexibility, and Ward and Martin are off the books after next year. You know, so it's, and they're still going to be able to maintain their flexibility. So if you, I don't really, unless you're getting like wowed with an offer, I don't really think it's you know going to be that. Uh, I guess I, I'd say I would say the expediency would go if they determine it. If they say, "Okay, look, Dylan DeMello, like you're ready for a bigger role. Like we could ship out Paul Martin," or if they say, "Okay," but then again, you know, Joel Ward's not going to get pushed out of the lineup by Timo Meyer or Kevin LeBanc. Marcus Sorensen and Michael Haley are going to get pushed out of the lineup by Timo Meyer or Kevin LeBanc. So I, I would I would say it depends on how they view Dylan DeMello. If they think Dylan DeMello is ready for a regular top six role, then they probably try to trade a defenseman. Yeah, he is. And it depends on which right. who gets taken in the expansion draft also. Because right. right now they have seven defensemen and also Tim Heed and, uh, and Joachim Ryan, right? And the expansion um, draft is before or after before. the NHL draft. Okay, so it, yeah, it's, it's going to – I would say – I would right? say ask it's us – before free agency, right? Help. Jeez, it up right now. Oh my god! Uh, it will. The NHL announced they will publicly reveal right. uh, the uh, the list. They will publicly reveal, which is good. Which is which is really good. The NHL um, did a good thing. So this, the draft is the 18th through the 20th. The NHL entry draft, if I had to guess, is going to be a week after. Yeah, it's late June, I believe. Or late. Wow! Come on, Google better. Let's go. That's <laughs> yeah, a weekend. Uh, it's, it's, actually, no, it's three days after the expansion draft. Wow, that's going to be a busy weekend. So I would say ask us again after the expansion draft. <laughs> yeah, great. Ask us then when, when I'm not working for the website right. anymore. After Jake's yes. us- Send it to fearthefin at gmail.com. Great idea. Make sure you say it. Yeah. And we'll, forward it to, we'll forward it to Jake. Do not do he'll, he'll, no, I will not. <laughs> He will. He won't answer. Um, uh, I, yeah, but I don't think that's a question that you know anyone can answer until after the expansion draft. Uh, at five on five, Joe Ward is attempting five point oh two shots a year uh, per sixty minutes. Uh, Six point oh four last year. So, like fewer, but not demonstrably. But dec- like a, a reasonable decline with age. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Age and a decline in shooting percentage. Yep. So, uh, okay, Jay Clark wants to know who we have in the Stanley Cup final this year. Um, I'll let you go first because I'm going to – I think I would have uh, stolen your pick. So, uh, Well, okay, so in the East, I think the winner of the the uh, Pittsburgh-Washington dogfight is going to come out on top. Okay, you have to pick one. You don't get to do this. You have to pick uh, one. I'm, I'm just providing context. I'm going to go the Capitals. Uh, I mm-hmm. wouldn't say the Penguins are probably my second choice. Dark Horse, though, I'm going the Maple Leafs because I think the winner of the Atlantic is going to be in a good position to play against a beat-up whoever comes out of the Metro. And in a seven-game series, when that team is beat up, 
Uh, a litany of things can happen. Uh, Chicago's been very good uh, down the stretch uh, lately. They've been one of the league's best teams, uh, whereas you know the Minnesota Wild have not. Uh, I'm going to go a little off the beaten path, though. I'm going to stick with uh, one of my preseason predictions. I think it's going to be a Barry Trotz Bowl in the uh, Stanley Cup final. I think it's going to be the Predators and the and the Caps. I'm being a little cheeky there because, but I really think the Preds are coming on strong, and I think they're ultimately going to avoid Chicago, and they'll probably play the top team in the Pacific, and I think they can get out of the Pacific uh, in the divisional playoffs. Uh, who do you have winning that series? Uh, Caps and six. Yeah, I've got the same final. That's why I wanted to let you go first. I wanted to give you credit for uh, being on the Predators bandwagon before I did. Uh, Predators are good, man. Also, uh, odds just came out today. You can get the Predators to win the Stanley Cup at 25-1 to 1 odds, which is really good. So, That's a, those uh, are good odds. I what are the Sharks at? Are the Sharks at better? Not good. They got, they got a lot worse. Um, oh, so they, are, they did get dropped after Thornton got hurt. Mm, they did, and uh, I think I was after say, Vegas is uh, Vegas is uh, being like, "Oh, they're twenty to one." Like, there are going to be some idiots that haven't paid attention. That are gonna... uh, they're still a fourteen to one. They have better odds right now than the Ducks, the Oilers, the Flames, and the Predators. Oh man, yeah, you that's, can get more Maple Leafs at twenty-eight to one odds. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a good. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think the the winner of the don't don't bet off don't. I would not say if don't gamble. It's not a good idea. Gamble. You shouldn't do it. I don't think Montreal or Ottawa could actually make it to the Cup final out of the Atlantic, but I do think Toronto and Boston could. Yeah, Boston, I think, is it would be. And then if Tampa team. Bay sneaks in, like, like all bets, all are, bets off. are off, baby. When you're in, you're in. Yeah, they could go L.A. Kings on this shit. Oh God! After they traded Bishop to the Kings, could you imagine? I can and. Hey, Bishop still gets a ring, right? Yeah, they do he that played enough games. Yeah. So. And Peter Budai. Hey, listen. As, a, as long as it's not the Hawks or the Ducks, it's all good. Yeah, if it's a Hawks-Ducks uh, Western Conference final, the winner of the East, I will have never rooted for harder than. Oh, uh, I'll be buying a jersey. <laughs> a neck <laughs> hat. You'll be buying, you'll be buying a the Cup Champs hat. You'll be at the parade. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I love the Bolts. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm a huge Penguins fan. Yeah, I've always loved the Capitals. Uh, yeah. So, uh, all right. I think that we made it made it through this. Okay. Um, we'll do one after the season ends, the regular season. And <laughs> yeah, that's what Sunday. Saturday, I think. Right? I, or is it Sunday? We got our finger on the pulse. I was saying, I was saying that Sunday is when the the season will be over on Sunday. Okay, of course, regular season will be over, but the Sharks will be in the postseason. We know that for sure. They why God because L.A. Was <laughs> I don't want the Sharks it. Already quenched, but this is an excuse to mention that Los Angeles has been eliminated and will not be in the Stanley Cup final. That's two out of the last three years, and that's three consecutive years of their team not out of the first round. Huh. Makes you think, huh? Jonathan Quick's still under contract for another decade. Hey, remember that one time when Jonathan Quick got injured? I, was in gonna, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, I, was, yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> That's I remember weird. the time That's they, said that they signed him to a 12-year deal off of one playoff run. Uh, you know what else is weird is that uh, Peter Vegas claims him in the 
pigs then re-signed Mitchum. And I'm just, I might just give up on hockey in general. Quick wouldn't, quick wouldn't, wouldn't wave that. He wouldn't do it. Go to Vegas. No. God, that's my nightmare. All right. You can follow Marcus on Twitter at Marcus P. White. I'm on Twitter at Jake Sundstrom. We'll do this again <laughs> at least one more time. At oh, least yeah. two more times even. Who knows? Maybe three. Wow. God. I don't want to set up any great expectations, though. Always a pleasure, guys.